If you've always wondered how successful organizations reinvent their people and work strategy, then you've come to the right podcast. I'm Esther Martinez, CEO and Editor-in-Chief at People Matters. Join me as I talk to some of the biggest names in HR and business in the Asia-Pacific region, here on People Matters Unplugged. India, along with Brazil and Japan, are ranked as the countries where it's most difficult for employers to retain the right talent. Competition is fierce, and finding the right talent in an emerging market is clearly not easy, nor is getting the right talent to also stay. Globalization, mobilization, new ways of working, acceleration of digitization process, all of these have contributed to the intensification of the war for talent. HR teams, as our guest today will tell us in the new episode of People Matters Unplugged, have taken another step forward. It's no longer just about employee experience, but it's also about candidate experience. And the process starts way earlier during the recruitment process. Kevin Freitas, CHRO of Dream11, knows that these strategies inside out and how to make them work. Having designed and led those initiatives within Dream11. His experience includes more than a decade of business, consulting, and HR with technology companies, coaching and partnering with senior leaders to lead business, culture, and organizational transformation. Kevin, thank you so much for being here today at People Matters Unplugged. Thanks so much for having me here on People Matters Unplugged, Esther. You're most welcome. And thank you very, very much once again for being here with us. Uh, as we always start, tell us about uh, how you're feeling. Great. You know, never feel better. You know, it's been a super week, uh, you know, for me. We just had an amazing sports day with multiple events and we had the entire company participate in it. So it's been an absolutely fantastic week. Thank you so much, Kevin. And as, uh, as we're going to get started, I'm going to quickly just take you a little bit in your memory lane and before we get into talent and a lot of the things that we discussed here in the intro we'd like to know a little bit more about your professional journey to get uh, where you are today and, and and where it took you to lead hr for the world's largest fantasy sports platform what are some of the milestones when you look back and even some of the difficulties or learnings until you got here yeah, so I pretty much landed in human resources after I chose everything else in the world. You know, I didn't feel I was cut out for it. You know, the travesty of our times is that you pretty much know what you're not good at, but you don't know what you really excel at. And I'm glad I landed in human resources because it's about playing to one's strength and helping people realize, you know, their true potential. You know, I started out as a consultant with Youth Associates and the Hay Group. After six years, I decided to take the plunge into startups with Flipkart. You know, this was back in 2011. You know, and at that time, you joined a startup for a pay cut, not for a pay increase, which people typically do today. You know, I chose this over other well-paying opportunities because I love the challenge. You know, the problems I had to solve and the accountability that came with it was just tremendous. It also helped that, you know, we were just 100 folks at Flipkart at that time. And you pretty much, you know, had the privilege to really build an organization from scratch, work closely with the founders and the leadership team in making things happen. I moved to Inmobi, another startup in 
2013, you know, and worked with them for four years, got a lot of intercultural exposure, you know, and did some groundbreaking HR work there. My next role was and still is with Dream Sports, where I had HR for the group, which consists of Dream11, Fancode, Dream Set Go, Dream Gaming Studios, you know, and other portfolio companies. You know, the significant milestones that you asked me, the first one is joining consulting. You know, I joined consulting, I got a varied exposure to multiple clients, multiple challenges, multiple environments, whether it's manufacturing, banking and financial services, IT, you know, multiple knowledge sets, whether it was building out an ESOC program, performance management, competency, manpower planning. You know, I think that was one big significant milestone for me in terms of just joining a consulting firm. The second significant milestone in my career was choosing to work with startups when it wasn't the trend. The exposure that I got was just tremendous, you know, and, you know, I, you know, looking back, I can clearly see that, you know, this really helped me, you know, hone my skill and hone the exposure and, you know, just be exposed to so much that it's, there is to do in HR at startups. The third is something that I've discovered over the past five to six years is about doing things that are data driven, but which are also team choices. You know, and we have got a couple of things, you know, right at dream level that we do whether it's, you know, some of the benefits that we've launched, you know, proximity to stadium is one of our key benefits, the unlimited leaves benefit, you know, a lot of them are data driven, but at the same time, also team choices. An amazing journey, Kevin, indeed. And, and thank you so much for sharing it with us. So as we look at emerging countries, uh, and that was really something core to the way we were designing this episode. Um, it's very different. I mean, the intense war between um, businesses to attract and retain talent is probably much, much bigger than any other geography in the world. And, and it's not just about good salary. It's not just about flexibility. These are no longer enough. So what are some of the strategies that you have developed and that has helped you differentiate yourself as you attract talent um, in this very competitive environment? Yeah, so I think attraction is part of the battle. You know, the true test is retention and converting the potential that you hire into performance. You can only do that if people stay long enough and are willing to stay longer at your company. So everything that we do here at Dream Sports and Dream 11 is retention driven. You know, whether it's proximity to stadium, you know, it's a benefit that we give to people so that they can stay closer to the office, right? If they stay within 30 minutes, we pay part of their rent. Whether it's our ESOPs, you know, and we have linked it partly to performance and partly to how the valuation of a company grows. Whether it is unplugged where, you know, people take seven days, compulsively have to take like seven days of leave in the year where they're cut off from all organizational systems or the unlimited leaves that we have or the learning wallet where we sponsor, you know, your learning for the year based on what you choose, right? Or the 360 degree feedback, team health surveys, you know, asking people, you know, at the time of appraisals, hey, listen, Kevin, what number would you be comfortable with? We do that. We ask people this in advance. So a lot of the things that we do, whether it's investing in our leadership, sharing more information with people than they need, the international retreats, you know, all of this, you know, is geared towards retention. So I think in this intense war between businesses, you know, retention is going to be the biggest battle. 
Great. Thank you so much. Thanks for sharing that, uh, Kevin. I'm going to invite you to go one step back and, and even go before those employees become candidates. We love to know how the candidate experience itself plays a role in deciding which company uh, not only organize uh, this, those, the talent is going to join, but also the companies that they're willing to stay longer. In your opinion, why is this first contact so important? Yeah, so it's the impression that you make even when you're not choosing a candidate that matters. It's how people remember you by. You know, everyone is an ambassador when they're interacting with candidates. You know, and candidates expect feedback wherever possible. We let them know quickly, either the same day or in a couple of days after the moderation. The first contact usually at Dream 11 and Dream Sports is with the TA team, which is a talent acquisition team, followed by the hiring captain. And we have a saying here, you know, culture is what you experience, right? And finally, at the end of the day, what a person who's going to be joining your organization or is interviewing with your organization is experiencing, for them, that's culture, right? It's what you stand for and what you say. The true test for them is finally the experience, you know, were we user first? Were we data driven? How many rounds did we require? Did we check for perseverance and ownership and performance? And were we transparent with the individual about their future prospects here? Right? So very clearly, you know, when you look at the sum of all of this, you know, anybody who is coming in as a candidate is somebody who is could potentially, you know, be a be a future employee, not just today, but maybe some years down the line. And it's how they're treated that they'll remember this experience by. So, you know, indexing on that experience, it makes a lot of sense. Yes, indeed. The possibility of candidates to have that experience even before joining uh, can really create that bond and motivation that will actually connect that individual with the organization before, before joining. And that really creates that, uh, uh, in a way, that strength that probably continues as, as talent joins the organization. What are some of the advantages and risks of such strategy? You know, advantages are, you know, you have much better retention, right? You are able to have the tacit knowledge of your organization or the function stay within the company. You don't have them leaving and joining other competitors or other organizations, you know, uh, quite quickly. The third is, you know, your top team leadership you know, the attrition rate is, you know, less than 5%. So, you know, you've got a very, very strongly connected team, not just better retention across the company, but very, very strong retention, even at the leadership level. And this obviously means that, you know, your leadership is also trustworthy and capable, right? So very, very strong signals, you know, for a market leader like us, you know, in terms of attracting good talent and also retaining talent on the teams. The risks are largely, I'd say, for the candidate, right? And for the person who decides to leave. You know, you can't settle into other places. You will miss Dream 11. You know, you can get too comfortable. So, you know, from our perspective, we need to keep dreaming and pushing ourselves even further so that we achieve more, right? So this technically is the risk, but we are okay with dreaming, you know, because we've built this company on dreams, you know, and we've laid a very, very solid foundation for it. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kevin. And and just going a little deeper on India as a market, because it's clearly a very, very competitive, maybe one of the most competitive markets of talent in, in the Asia region. And, and I think inflation, cost of living has increased 
uh, year after year, but Dream11 has managed to grow exponentially uh, from a team of engineers of 10, uh, 15 back in 2015 to 400 engineers today. And you've managed to attract that uh, talent in, in cities that it's so, so competitive like Bangalore. So what are some of the key uh, learnings or keys to this success, if you may share with us? The fact that we are in Mumbai, it's not easy to hire. But at the same time, close to 25% of all Indian unicorns and sunicorns are based in Mumbai. So Mumbai has an advantage. It's a growing tech hub. There are a number of tech companies that are expanding the presence in the financial capital of India. We've got a very strong sporting culture, well-developed infrastructure, top colleges, stadiums, grounds, clubs, sports schools. And the fact is that you know, nobody stays forever in any company that they join, right? So for us, it's about how do you attract them? So we've got a couple of things that we do, right? So we've got very strong benefits which address the location-based challenges. So our proximity benefit where, you know, close to about 70% of sportants today have opted for it. You know, they live closer to the stadium, a maximum of, you know, they stay between like, 10 minutes to 30 minutes away and they gain in terms of part of their rent being paid by the company to them. We've got a very good relocation policy. This is amongst the top reasons why, you know, two thirds of people also avail the proximity benefit because you can also relocate when you're within Mumbai, you know, to be closer to, to you know, our office, which we call as the stadium. It also helped that, you know, because we have these benefits, we were able to resume full time in November, of 2021 right so it was a very tough time you know there was covid etc but our benefits and also the sense of community that it built right ensure that you know we were able to resume well and fully in time the other thing is also about the flexibility that we offer we have unlimited leaves uh, you know we offer work from homes right and obviously there's you know uh, unplugged where you know you are totally can be detached from work for close to a week uh, uh, you know, and you can't, you can't, you can't answer any office-related calls, or you'll get, you know, this huge fine. But I think every company and every organization has to look at it slightly differently. You know, just because they are in a place where they don't have access to talent, right? That doesn't mean that they can't retain that talent once they get it. So for us, a lot of the focus, like I've said earlier, is not just on the attraction bit. It's about retention. What can you do to retain once you've invested in people? Because the real value is in converting this potential that you've got into performance. And we do that well because we are able to retain people for a significantly longer time. Yeah. So in this context, it's inevitable to talk about employer branding and even the future of brand, uh, of a future employer, actually. Brand as a future employer. And if we know that's not just about compensation anymore, but what else is part of that employer branding? Three things. Career, you know, people join you to build their career. People realize once they join you that, you know, they also joined you for the community of great people that you have. And the third is purpose, right? They're joining you because they want to do something great in their lives. And when they find a meat of what they want to do with the purpose of the company, you know, these three things are extremely key to the future of employer branding. It's not about money. It's not about only learning. It's about how you build your career, 
the sense of community that you garner because you've joined this company and finally the sense of purpose and whether it's meeting and matching with you at dream 11 we believe in hiring great people and getting out of their way right because what this gives them is autonomy right at our company every team is divided into decentralized units they work like sports teams you know our leaders build bridges between smaller teams and not walls and just the freedom to operate in a high impact environment with constant learning you know helps us retain our talent you know we've always ended up having less people than we need you know we do not that kind of organization that goes to town over hiring we've always had lesser people than we need and what this has done is that it has enriched everybody's role because they're able to do more they get more media stuff to do they get excellent guidance from people they get the support from everybody else and tomorrow if they find that there is something that somebody else is not doing anybody can pick it up i think from our perspective you know focusing on that career focusing on that community focusing on that purpose but within that you know just making sure that you hire great people and get out of their way without too much micromanagement we believe that's the hallmark of a future you know great employer right and hopefully we are doing enough to get there yeah thank you and as we go a little deeper into the conversation and now towards the end of the conversation and i want to take the opportunity to reflect about your own career and you've led culture learning engagement and also compensation so when you look at those elements that you're expert and you need to think of what how much each one of them weights in in being able to attract and retaining talent um tell us a little bit about what are some of those weightages in terms of culture salary learning opportunities to develop what matters the most for a candidate when they take a decision we've constantly focused on culture right because you know whether it is with you know some of the easy things that our culture stands for you know we've got a saying saying do put our culture first where each of the alphabets in do put stands for one of our values b is for data obsession o is for ownership p is for perseverance u for user first and t for transparency you know so a lot of our focus you know right from the time that we are attracting candidates is on culture it's also communicating that we are an organization that constantly experiments constantly learns you know it's okay to fail fast learn fast and move forward right and we focused on this from day one for the interaction with people in my opinion a lot of candidates you know look at the compensation and engagement piece you know as the key reason why they look at joining because they don't sense a lot of the culture culture is something that you gain through multiple experiences you know the same thing but they have an insight that you know this is a great place to be you know i feel really that i belong in at this place because of the way i interact and what i hear and how i experience you know this interaction but they are indexing a lot on compensation right but once they join once they join they don't stay because of compensation they stay because they are learning they stay because of the culture and another very very underrated factor they stay because of the relationship with their manager and their colleagues at dream 11 we evaluate and test this out through 360 degree feedback and we also test this out through team health surveys right now 
this is a very very good indicator in fact it's for us it's a leading indicator of attrition that can happen on the team right and it also gives us a very very clear sense why people stay they're not staying because we are paying them well they're staying because they're learning they're staying because their relationship with their managers and colleagues is great they're staying because they're growing and most importantly they realize that what was promised to them as the culture is still the culture that they're still experiencing in fact it's only getting better do you think that companies in the region have already fully embraced the change in mentality that implies that it's not only the business that chooses the candidate but that is indeed the candidate that looks at flexibility looks at different options of talent looking for positions and they are often the ones who choose so yes i believe they have but it's like a seesaw you know it keeps changing based on the macro environment right employees are totally aware of their choices they are mindful of the options they have you know and businesses can no longer take the cream of the talent with just a hefty compensation right it's also about a give and take what kind of policies you know are is talent is top talent okay with you know how much remote can this role give me flexibility right so there is i believe a market making mechanism in which you know both parties you know in this market are heaving back and forth but it's largely a macro determined factor you know when macros change you know power shifts on the seesaw to the employer sometimes it shifts to the employee but overall everybody is cognizant you know that this is not a very very simple uh, you know uh, relationship anymore it's a relationship where you know people have to be okay both people as well as the organizations have to be okay with you know a sense of balance and organizations that get that balance right for their culture what works right if you're getting it right for a culture that works for you that's the perfect balance for you it's not about having the same balance you know and an organization aping another right it's about having and doing and choosing what makes the most sense for you your culture and your operations right so my advice especially on this is not about having the same policy or having you know total flexibility it's about doing what's right for your environment for your culture you know and for your people Great, thank you so much, uh, Kevin. It's been a fantastic conversation. And finally, as I as we always complete People Matters Unplugged, we'd like to invite you to, to share with all of us one thing that you'd like us to, to start, one thing you'd like us to stop, one thing you'd like us to continue, for all of us to continue to be more and more impactful to our business. What we need to start is focusing on diversity and inclusion, not just as a statement, but on actual stuff that we do and measure. What we need to stop is stop worrying about your employer brand, you know, and stop worrying about it for external folks. Build it for your internal folks. You know, it's a significant source of retention for them. Most of the employer brands are built for external, you know, usage. You know, build it for your internal folks. Build it for the people already within your company. In terms of continue, continue to focus on the purpose of your organization right that's one thing that you know largely doesn't change right so you can continue to focus on that you know without you know without a doubt and without you know keeping on changing it every time right so it gives you a very very clear focus of things that you can continue doing thank you so much for being with us it's been a privilege to host you at people matters unplugged thanks esther for you know getting me here and you know getting me into this conversation. It was wonderful being here on People Matters Unplugged. 
Did you enjoy today's episode of People Matters Unplugged? Don't forget to subscribe to our Unplugged series on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Wherever you are in your HR leadership journey, People Matters is here to empower you to become the answer.